From the Montclair State State School School of Communication. And media at WMSC-FM. The latest on business, technology, and media issues. You're listening to the Media Download Podcast. Hello and welcome to Media Download. I'm Christian Kiratola. Joining me today is filmmaker Sarita Kurana. Kurana's feature film, A Suitable Girl, world premiered in the 2017 Tribeca Film Festival documentary competition section and won Best New Documentary Director Prize. Her critically acclaimed work in narrative documentary and experimental film work has been screened and exhibited internationally. Her work often focuses on South Asian stories and explores female subjectivities, migration, memory, marginality, community, territory, gender, and sexuality are common themes in her work. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there, it's a pleasure. Great, thank you. So I guess let's get right into it. The first question I have for you is how does your life experience play into your work? So um, in terms of the film that was just made, A Suitable Girl, that film is about uh, arranged marriage and the pressures women face uh, in India from their families, from society to get married and oftentimes um, have to navigate choices around career and giving up maybe some things that they want to do. So. That particular film uh, was very much inspired by my own personal experiences and my co-director's experiences. We're both um, Indian women, and while we grew up in the U.S., uh, we we faced similar pressures from our families to sort of figure out our careers, figure out, you know, when we're going to get married, and sort of this pressure to get married and settle down seems to be universal and both of us we met in film school when we were at Columbia as graduate students there and we started talking we were working on a couple of projects and we were talking about some of the pressures we were facing from our families and kind of that was the I you know the start of making this film and exploring what contemporary uh, marriage and looked like for young women in India so I would say in terms of that work, it very much grew out of some personal experiences. But generally speaking, I would say most of my work does come out of my personal experiences. Uh, you know, growing up in New York and a lot of my film is about what, uh, film work is about wanting to see representations of South Asians on screen and telling nuanced and complex narratives that we often don't see in the media about South Asians. Thank you. All right. Um, So in regards to Suitable Girl, how did the initial um, process of that start? Did you go out and say, I'm going to make a story about arranged marriages, or did you just kind of stumble onto it as you were researching something else? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so as I said, um, Smriti Mundra, my co-director and I, we met in in film school and we started talking about this issue of, you know, pressures women face, what it's like in our own families, the cultural tradition of marriage. And uh, we initially decided um, that we wanted to explore this topic and what it looked like for young women in India. So we set out in 2010 for our first trip 
uh, to India to, to explore this topic. And we, we did a lot of research initially and started meeting a lot of matchmakers. Um, and a very early conception of the story was that we were going to make the film around Indian matchmakers and sort of tell the story of what it's like in India today through their voices. But very quickly we found that what was even more compelling was to actually follow the story through uh, young women, um, through their own journeys of sort of searching for a partner, dealing with their families, navigating, you know, whether they would give up their careers or try to work. Um, and that became much more interesting. So we spent a lot of time looking for the right characters for our film. We probably interviewed anywhere from uh, 50 to 75 young people in their 20s, men and women, about their experiences uh, around, you know, what they thought about love, what they thought about dating, whether they were thinking about getting married, were they thinking of a arranged marriage, a love marriage, just to get a sense of what young people were thinking about in India around this topic. And then we found our characters through different ways. Um, we met one of our characters, a couple of our characters through different matchmakers we knew. Um, so I think, you know, in documentary, you are very much finding your story as you go. And that certainly happened for us, you know, in the first uh, six months of researching and filming in India. So did anything, as you were going through filming and researching and everything, did anything really surprise you? Did you go in with any expectations that got subverted through the process? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, I honestly, I, I had my own preconceptions about what the marriage process looked like in India. And what I found was it was much more diverse and fluid as a process. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of an old school idea that, you know, people are set up by their families and they don't really have a chance to meet or, um, you know, they sort of just get to know each other a week before their wedding day. And and what I found was there was a lot of new things happening in India and the institution has kind of evolved and has become a lot more fluid over the last 50 years. So uh, one of the things that's changed is, you know, technology has really affected how uh, people will meet each other and uh, find each other, you know, there's there's online matrimonial sites um, that are similar to dating sites here in the U.S. where you know people put up a profile and try to find the right person. There, there's also professional matchmakers now. So back in the day, maybe it was your auntie in the neighborhood who would hear about a young man who was available and hear about a young woman who was available, and they were like, you know, through word of mouth, you would meet someone, but now there are a lot of professional matchmakers who take on that role and sort of families hire professional matchmakers to look for the right match for their son or daughter. Um, so the, the, you know, the way one finds their counterpart, the way a family might do it or an individual is much more fluid and open now. So that, that surprised me. There's also uh, big matrimonial events 
you know, so you can sign up for, you know, at a five-star hotel, they'll organize an event that's like sort of a meet and greet and people can, who are the right age and the right, from the right community, you know, can meet each other. So it's, it's sort of has all these permutations today, but I was really surprised by, um, that was definitely one thing. The other thing I think that really surprised me is like how logical like the process has its own logic and it actually made a lot of sense to me to um you know want to match two people according to their age their uh community their religion their education their social status and i found that wasn't actually that different than you know sort of what people do, you know, online on a dating site or how people might meet each other in the in the real world on their own. So um, there were some quite a few surprises. Uh, what do you hope the legacy of A Suitable Girl ends up being, in, at least in terms of in the American context when people talk about the film? So I think one of the things that we'd really like audiences to take away is... Um, one, you know, sort of this is a contemporary look at marriage in India. And, you know, I think a lot of people have sort of a old school or backwards notion of the tradition. Um, so, you know, seeing its fluidity, seeing that it uh, has sort of like a contemporary look is one thing I just like audiences to realize. Mm-hmm. Um the second thing, you know, oftentimes when we understand marriage or the representations of marriage in India, you know, either it's super romanticized and you see things in Bollywood films or, it, you know, where it's like there's so many colors and it seems like such a fantastical event and it's really romanticized. And the other thing you often see is that somehow it's really backwards and forced marriage where people don't have any agency or choice. And so, you know, I think our film is not either of those things. It's much more nuanced. um, And I think so giving people a sense of like, this is actually what it looks like today in India is one thing. And the second thing we're really talking about in the film is, you know, how does this institution actually affect women and you know, how do their choices get mediated in this institution? And often um, they're the ones that have to adjust the most or give up the most or compromise the most when it comes to getting married and moving things along. So I think it's both a critique of the institution of marriage as, as well as a new look at actually what it looks like in India today. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I guess one last question, very quick, very short. What advice do you have to emerging filmmakers who want to who want to start highlighting cultures that we normally aren't exposed to here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my advice to emerging filmmakers is to spend time really immersing yourself um, in the culture. And there's, there's, we have so many, so such limited representations of 
of culture through the lens of something that's complex and nuanced and authentic to the culture. And I think spending your time really getting to know the culture and your subjects and speaking from inside of the, the culture is really valuable. Um, and so I would say embrace that work. Embrace creating, you know, representations of people that you know are more authentic and nuanced and complex because we need those kinds of images. Um, you know, decolonize the lens and do the work you need to to um, show, you know, show a larger audience really what things look like because we get such limited representations of people of color and of other cultures you know, through the media, that I think that work is really important. So do it. Fantastic. Do it well, yeah. Thank you so much to Sarita Kuran, Kurana. Kurana, yep. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to know more about this episode of Media Download, you can email us at gm at wmscradio.com or call us at 973-655-3135. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>